The Rookie Leaders Podcast, Episode 14, Leading Up with my good friend, Stephen Faust. Welcome to the Rookie Leaders Podcast, the podcast of veteran leaders offering leadership lessons to newbies. Whether you're brand new to leadership or extending your leadership responsibilities, this podcast will provide the knowledge and experience you need to lead courageously and effectively. This podcast is a production of the Credible Leadership Group, a coaching and consulting firm devoted to your leadership development, career advancement, and personal growth. Learn more at CredibleLeaders.com. So grab your notebook, a pen, and your bulletproof coffee as we explore the leadership lessons every leader needs to master. Now, here's your host, Michael Tanner. Well, hello everyone, Michael Tanner here, your host. Welcome to another episode of the Rookie Leaders Podcast. As always, I am thrilled to have you listening to the podcast. Thank you so much for doing so. If it weren't for you, there is no way this podcast could be successful, no way that I could feel fulfilled in serving you in some way in leadership. So thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Today, I have the opportunity to speak with a really, really good friend of mine, Stephen Faust, and I wanted to share with you all his teaching on leading upward in the organizational chart. So communicating specifically is what he's going to talk about today, but communicating and leading upward and influencing your boss or influencing up the organizational chart today. So I'm oftentimes asked a question along those lines in any kind of teaching or seminars that I'm doing. I'm oftentimes asked a question related to, well, how do I influence my boss? How do I influence others up the organizational chain or, or maybe even leading other departments? So I'm really excited to share this information with you today from Stephen Faust, uh, again, a good friend of mine and, and wonderful leader in and of himself. I'll share some information about him here shortly. But before I get to that, let me do a few housekeeping items. Uh, as I say always, greatly appreciate you listening to the podcast. I would hope that you would subscribe to the podcast so that you ensure you don't miss a single episode. Share the podcast with your friends, your neighbors, your family, your coworkers, Anyone that you believe could also benefit from this leadership content, I hope you'll share the podcast with them as well. While you're in your podcast player of choice, whatever it might be, would love for you to leave the podcast a rating and review. That'll help us in the search algorithms and so forth so that we can get this content into the ears and the minds and the hearts of even more leaders. So greatly appreciate your efforts in doing that as well. And also, before I get on to talk, telling you a little bit about Stephen and end of the interview, let me also give you a quick word about the sponsor of today's podcast. This podcast episode is sponsored by JobStars USA. Are you looking for a new career? Does your resume need a refresh? How's your LinkedIn profile? JobStars USA is a career services practice. That means providing expert resume writing and career coaching for entry-level through executive-level career seekers. Visit CredibleLeaders.com forward slash JobStars for more information and to take advantage of a special discount offered to Rookie Leaders listeners. Use the promo code ROOKIE10. That's ROOKIE10, no spaces, and the number 10, 10, for a 10% discount. 
That's CredibleLeaders.com forward slash JobStars and use the promo code Rookie10. Now back to our podcast. All right. Thanks so much again to the fine folks at JobStars USA for sponsoring today's podcast. Let me tell you a little bit about Stephen really quickly before I jump over to my interview with him. Again, really, really good friend of mine. Uh, we're in a mastermind group together. We also co-host a podcast uh, over at the leaderpreneurshow.com. Leaderpreneurshow.com. You can find our co-hosted podcast where we talk about leadership and also behind the scenes in, in, in our own businesses. But let me tell you a little bit about Stephen. So Stephen is an aerospace business and leadership executive. He's a coach. He's a podcaster. He's an entrepreneur. Uh, and he's got more than 30 years of industry experience. And he, he helps overwhelmed aerospace professionals, you know, crush performance and grow their careers so that they can regain, you know, a balance and, and take their life to the next level. Uh, his mission, is, it's really a simple one. His mission is to serve others by providing guidance that inspires leaders towards action and transforms the trajectory of their business, career, and life. He helps professionals uh, like you gain clarity, uh, identity of your why, uh, you know, establish a roadmap, and unlock the possibilities in your future. Again, he's got an incredible servant's heart, tons of leadership knowledge, and just from a personal note, I know that he's going to uh, work really, really hard to serve you in any way he can to share that leadership knowledge with you. And you'll see that in this uh, interview that I'll have with him with and uh, how much he pours into you this knowledge about leading up. So without further ado, let me jump over to my interview with Stephen Faust. Stephen, my friend, welcome to the Rookie Leaders Podcast. It's so good to have you on the show. Man, Michael, I appreciate you inviting me on. I look forward to our discussion today, and I just can't wait to get into some good, juicy leadership content, my friend. Yeah, you know I'm excited about it, too. And, you know, just for my audience that that doesn't know already, uh, you and I are good friends. Uh, you and I are in a mastermind together. Uh, you and I uh, share a podcast together. We co-host the Leaderpreneur Show as well. And so my listeners will recognize quickly, this is not a typical interview where maybe I've read a book and now I've got a lot of questions for you. Uh, between you and I, this is going to be a conversation, but I specifically ask you uh, to come on to the Rookie Leader Show to, to talk about a topic that I'm often asked about. Uh, as I uh, teach and, and communicate with other people, I will always get, often get a, a question around leading up they don't actually describe it as leading up, but it'll be a question, something along the lines of how do I deal with my boss or how do I better communicate with my boss? All right. They're asking about that relationship with their boss. And I just know on your podcast, which you're going to talk to my listeners about here a little bit later, but I, I remember on your podcast, you had a phenomenal episode about especially communicating up to your boss. And so I just wanted to bring you onto the podcast and let you share your wisdom with my audience. Uh, but yeah, this is likely not going to be kind of that back and forth interview, but more of that two friends just nerding out on communication to their boss. So uh, if you would just kind of tell our listeners a little bit about how you want to get started with this conversation about communicating up to your boss. Yep. Thanks, Michael. And uh, again, appreciate you inviting me on the Rookie Leaders podcast. And, and I'll just, I'll just, you know, confirm what you said. You and I are good friends. We talk every week. We, we do our podcast, our, our co-hosted podcast together. 
the Leaderpreneur Show. It's it's one of the highlights of of my week. And Same just for being me. able to Same come on, me. yeah, just being able to come on here and and have a conversation about leadership is exciting to me. It's something that that you and I just can get on the phone and talk about for hours. And to bring your audience into our conversation, I think. Yeah. will be helpful to them and uh, maybe insightful in some way. So I'm hoping that that they um, uh, get something out of it. And, and just thinking about this topic that, that we came on here to discuss today of leading up, leading up to your boss or your leader, managing up in the organization. Uh, I, I gave some, some thought to that. And how would we kind of walk through this discussion? So I, so I thought about three key points that I wanted to make today that can certainly drive a lot of our conversation. It's in, in my mind, there are, there are three broadly stated and there's many more for sure, but broadly stated ways you can communicate in the organization. I just want to touch on those. Secondly, it's, it's this notion of managing up and leading up in an organization. Why, why is it important to do that? Number one. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, what is the environment that your boss or leader is in that they would find that valuable to them? Right. Yeah. So that's something I want to kind of walk through as well. I think that would get some good conversation. And, and lastly, uh, I want to share with your audience a, a tool that I recommend that can help keep them organized and uh, consistent with uh, a method of uh, way uh, in a way that they could manage up and communicate up to their boss. So those are the things that, that are on my mind today. Excellent. I knew you would be well organized. I knew it would be kind of in this bullet uh, point format and uh, you'd have it all lined out for us. So the first thing you mentioned there, you said, well, so there's kind of these three different directions or ways, if you will, to communicate. So talk us through those three and, and, and let's see where we go from there. Yeah, th- those are key, and and you you can you can have you know subtopics to these for sure. But the way I think about it is the first the one that we're talking about today, managing up. You got to manage up within the organization. In the context of this discussion, it'll be up up to your boss, and we'll kind of push that one aside because we're going to really unpack that one. Right. Second right. one is managing down in the organization, and as a leader it's very important that you understand the process and uh, the importance of managing down in the organization. So think of it in terms of you have a team or let's say you have two layers beneath you. How do you craft the message? Mm -hmm. How do you stay consistent? How do you thematically walk through uh, the communication process down in the organization? And then, and then one that's often overlooked, I think, because it's it's something we do, but maybe we don't put as much thought into it. It's how do we manage across mm-hmm. the organization? And that could be in terms of peer to peer. That could be in terms of department to department, team to team, one company to, to another division of the company. It could be uh, in any of those ways, shapes, and forms, and the way you develop those relationships and articulate messages across the organization is something that you should really put some thought into and be intentional about because yeah. they have a unique dynamic as well as managing up and managing down. So yeah. those are the three three 
generic broad ways that I think of uh, communication in any organization. Well, those are three great points. And and we're certainly going to elaborate more on, you know, communicating up, as you said. And, you know, as I led into it, uh, a lot of the questions that I have that, that come to me, they, they relate to how do I communicate to my boss? And that's because those leaders, they feel like they already have intact or they have a good handle on communicating down and so we, we think about up and down as it relates to an org chart very, very often, right? You're either going to go up, or you're going to go down, but you've talked about, and you've highlighted yet a third aspect here that I think a lot of people overlook, and maybe it's a topic we need to have as a different episode, but you're also uh, communicating across or out. So outside of your defined organizational chart, there's people that other departments, other leaders, that you need to work with, that you need to influence, that you need to communicate with, and you're going to do uh, you're you're going to do your communication in all of those three different directions differently, uh, and but that that horizontal, if you will, that that uh, outward communication is often overlooked. So that's a very I'm I'm thrilled that you kind of pointed that out because so many leaders think it's just upward or downward, and that's it. But there's yet a third one that's equally important. So thank you so much for sharing that one. So yeah, you you bet. Well, let's let's dive into the to the communicating up now as well. So you're going to kind of move into uh, a lot of a lot of times when we're when we're going to communicate up or we're working with our boss. A lot of times, what we don't give thought to is the world of our boss, right? So you talked a little bit about that. So elaborate on that for us. Yeah, the world of our boss isn't that sometimes a strange and interesting world, isn't it? Right, right. And, you know, they're people just like we are, and they have their own set of challenges. They have their own goals. They have their own, they have their own things that they're working to achieve, but likely you are one spoke in the wheel that they are trying to stay attentive to. And because of that, your, your message your performance, your team's performance can, I don't want to say get lost in the shuffle, but it can certainly be uh, maybe behind mm-hmm. uh, the scenes a little bit more than you would like as a leader of a team. So, you know, being able to articulate and manage up is going to be a key a component of how you achieve your success yeah. for a lot of different reasons. So this environment that they live in this, this distracted environment that, that a leader or a boss has think of, think of you and your team as a rookie leader, for example, and think of another half a dozen teams, just like yours, that your boss mm-hmm. is trying to juggle and yeah. trying to really get his or her hands around and understand how that fits into the organization, how that uh, helps achieve the greater goals, how they have to, take your piece of that bigger picture, fit it into the narrative and then be able to articulate and communicate to their leadership and Mm -hmm. to uh, their organization in a way that really makes sense to everyone. So it very, from an environmental standpoint, there, there are so many things that, um, uh, that you have to consider yeah. that your boss is going through that you may not just regularly see or understand. Yeah. You know, that, such good points there. And it's the simplest aspect of this relationship that we often overlook. It's just a, it's just a simple numbers game. If you will, you only have one boss, 
but your boss probably has as many, you know, six, some I see people with 10 or more direct reports. And, and so sometimes we don't recognize that it's just a numbers game. Uh, you know, you've got one boss and, but you can't expect that, that he has the same or she has the same level of emphasis on communication uh, with all 10 of you, for instance, that you need to have with, with him when he's got 10 people communicating to him, to you, when he has 10 people communicating to him or, or her, uh, but you're just communicating upward to that one person, right? And so you just got to keep the numbers game in mind. But then also, uh, I'm sure you're well aware, there's a lot of things that goes on behind the scenes with your boss that you don't even know, that you don't even recognize. There's dynamics that, that create decisions and things like that that you may not even be familiar with uh, that, uh, you know, can come to come into play in your relationship with your boss and especially even in your communication with your boss as well. Yeah. And to your point, our, our bosses, your boss operates in this macro environment and right. it, it, at least in terms of the environment you're operating in. And when you think of it that way, they're, they're operating in a macro environment across many different dimensions with a, a wide range of challenges, maybe juggling multiple business segments. Mm-hmm. And you have to find a way as a leader, as a rookie leader, you have to find a way to insert yourself into that dynamic in a way mm-hmm. that you become uh, a person of, of significance or consequence with your yeah. organization. Otherwise uh, others We'll figure out a way to do that. You'll get left behind. The organization will keep moving forward. And, you know, I think of it this way as well. And and this is, you know, maybe a, a little funny, but I'm convinced that all leaders, bosses, they want you to train them. They want you to be able to manage them now, not manage them in terms of on an org chart and you have uh, right. responsibility for them, but manage them to help make their life uh, less confusing, less complicated. Uh, the, the, the way that they can manage their day, you have an influence on that. And if Absolutely. you train them well, you can train them based on you can train them to understand how you operate. You can train them to know what to expect from you. You can train them on your communication style. You can train them on the perception they should, and you want them to have of you. Mm -hmm. And if you're intentional about it, so really I would say, take out a piece of paper, write down, a few points that you know about your boss and ways that you can connect with them very intentionally. And and a lot of it's stylistic. A lot of it is the way they consume information, the way that, that they uh, base relationships and manage Mm -hmm. relationships and be observant. Think about that and be intentional about how you insert yourself in those communications in those discussions and whatever way that fits, make sure you're just being intentional. You train them to understand you and that will go a long way in your relationship with your boss and 
his or her, her confidence mm-hmm. in you and your abilities to lead your team and be successful. So oh. very important in my mind to do that. Oh no, that's, that's great stuff, Stephen. And, and I knew you would articulate things so much better than me. I mean, here I am, I'm talking about the, the simple numbers game and you're bringing out things like the macro environment of your boss and all that. So man, that is so impressive that you can articulate the way you do. Uh, but you also bring up a very, very good point. I mean, there's a, there's an old bit of wisdom out there that says, uh, you know, that we, we teach people or we train people how to treat us. Right. And that's, that's, right. that's true in every relationship, a marriage relationship, a parent child relationship. It's certainly true in this relationship that you have with your, with your boss as well. Right. You, you, you end up over time, you, you train them, you teach them on how to treat you. And I think it's very, very important as a, you know, even though this is your boss, uh, you know, I've said many, many times, leadership is about relationship and leading up is also about relationship. And so you've got to do your part. You've got to do the work necessary to build a relationship so that you can, as you're talking, as you were talking about, so you can teach and and train your boss how to treat you. Uh, You know, if you're in a situation where, your boss is communicating to you, but it's unclear. It's unclear what he's or she is asking you to do. You think you know, but you're not sure. If you just kind of walk away from that and go off and just hope for the best, I hope I'm doing what he asked me to do. Well, you've just kind of trained him that he can give you ambiguous instructions. But if you say, well, wait a minute, I'm, I'm not quite clear on what you know, what your direction here is, what you really want me to do, right? If you seek that further clarity, then you've just trained your boss in this relationship and you've just trained your boss related to how he needs to communicate to you that he's got to get a little more detailed. He's got to be a little more clear with you, right? And so over time in your relationship, as you say, you're teaching your boss how to communicate with you. And hopefully he's also communicating uh, or, you know, training you, teaching you on how uh, he wants to be communicated to as well. Uh, there was another dy- dynamic there that I really wanted to highlight too. And that is, it depends on where your boss is in the organizational chart, but it's very likely that your boss has a lot of different hats that you don't have. Your boss may be in charge of engineering and marketing and sales, you know, and operations, right? He And so every time he meets with one of his leaders, he's having to change hats a little bit, right? Maybe he just met with the marketing person. Now he's meeting with me and we're, we're no longer talking marketing. We're talking engineering, right? And so we've got to keep that in mind when we're communicating up, we've got to keep in mind that, you know, we've got to allow our boss to do that context switch to our topic. And sometimes our communication needs to be, uh, tailored in such a way that enables them to more easily make that context switch into Okay, now we're talking about engineering, if you will. And you explained in your podcast, and and I wanted you to go through it a little bit here with our our uh, audience here, just a, if you will, a framework for if I'm going to communicate up to my boss, this this simple little framework that I can use to ensure that it's effective communication. Can you can you dive into that for the audience? Yeah, I, I'll certainly do that. I'll I'll dive into this tool that I'm, I was referring to earlier. One thing that you said that, that kind of triggers with me yep. is, is 
your boss is doing a lot of different things that you may or may not be aware of for sure. And, and training your boss, the way I framed it there Mm -hmm. is so important. And the reason that I know this, and I'm, I'm confident that Michael knows this is that we're bosses, right? We, we are trainable. (laughs) We have people that when they uh, interact with us in certain ways, we appreciate it. Absolutely. We go, wow, I don't have to go, go give Johnny over here, the, you know, 12 points of how to do something because Johnny has it figured out. And, and is that just the way that we think? No, it's because Johnny has over some period of time built a level of confidence yes. with us based on how he's interacted with us, how he's intentionally uh, built that confidence uh, with us and him and that really helps us manage him better. And we just think of it as we have a great employee. I yeah. would turn the tables on that a little bit and say, I would think of it in terms, if you're a rookie leader, you have done an excellent job of training your boss to know how you like to operate. And when that happens, they give you that room and space to operate and lead yeah. your organization. And that will create much less stress for you. It'll give you room to navigate differently. It'll, it'll give you more freedom in the business. And you have in, in reality trained your boss to manage you the way you want to be managed. And I think of this 80, 20 rule of in in life uh, and it serves very well here as well. Mm -hmm. 80% behaviors, 20% skill. Your boss is operating largely as we do on behaviors, which means you have a chance to influence his or her behaviors and, and how they operate with you. So I'll just leave it there. And I think those are excellent points that, that your listeners uh, could really think about and, and, and transfer into some actions that they can go put forward to their manager or boss so they can maybe live a, a little uh, more of a, a freedom-based yes. leadership lifestyle. So no, that's good. That, well, before you jump stuff. into your two, tool, and, and, and I knew you, we would do this, um, I, I, man, I got to jump in on that because, again, you and I can nerd out on this leadership stuff. And, and I'll just, man, I w- really want to emphasize what you said. Uh, as a boss, uh, as a leader, I value greatly when those that report to me you know, we have the relationship such that they can train me, as you said. Too many of us, I believe, forget that, as you said, our boss is human. Our boss is just a person just like us. And and here's here's a surprise to a lot of us. Our boss is actually good. Good. They're good people. They're they're a good person. And whether we believe it or not, they really want to lead us well. They really want to help us. Uh, they really want to see us as individuals and certainly as a team succeed and all of that. And, and we're trainable, right? I, I have individuals that report to me and I know that uh, in communication, I have to communicate with them completely differently. I have this one individual on my team, uh, you know, to use a, a military analogy, if I could just say charge the heel and he would say, okay. And he would just go, he'd just go after it. Another guy on my team, if I were to say charge the heel, he would pepper me with dozens of questions. Well, why that heel? 
well, do you want me to go around that way? What how, What do you think about this? And that's right, too big, right? Right. Yeah. So, so in my communication with those two individuals, I have to communicate and I have to lead differently. But I only know that because over time, and you know, through the relationships that we've built, they have taught me as their boss. They've trained me as their boss. This is the way to lead them. And I think too often we feel like you know, when we're in the presence of our boss, we can't just be ourself. We just can't be ourselves. We got to just, well, whatever he tells me, I got to just assume I know and just go, no, be yourself. If, if you've got questions about it, ask those questions. And, and that way you're, as we were talking about here, you're training your boss, how to communicate with you, how to lead you. Uh, cause leading up, it's still, it's still about relationship, even though it's leading up and it's your boss. So now, I'll shut up now and let you get to your tool. How about that? Sounds great. I love it. Everything in life is relationships. And the dynamic with us, your boss, and his, his or her employees, absolutely no different. Right. Your success right. is their success. They want you to succeed. And the more you succeed, the more they succeed. So yes. you really are all on the same team here. So now that brings me to... Uh, away. So we've talked about the environment. We've talked about why it's important to manage up in any organization, but then how do you do it? Well, mm -hmm. you can, you could throw darts at a dartboard. You could pick a thousand ways to do it. There's no perfect way, but I subscribe and I share with, with folks uh, a specific way that serves a very, spe very specific and unique purpose. One, it is uh, a tool that is easy to understand. It is very repetitive, meaning you can create a framework and, and then plug in information mm -hmm. that is uh, just common on a, on a weekly basis. And then you can feed that to your boss on a frequency that will ensure if nothing else you do, if you, you can ensure that they're getting some measure of specific communication from you. And, and sometimes your boss is hard to get to. Sometimes right. they're in another location. Sometimes they just don't have time to get on the phone and catch up. Mm -hmm. And you need to be able to be intentional with a method and a tool to get in front of them yeah. so they can understand what's going on in your world, because that's going to be critical. So let me walk through this. Yeah. In, in the notion of this for me is a one page dashboard. Right. It is, okay. I view it as a very basic, very simple. It's got to be simple. If it's not simple, the chances that rookie leaders and other leaders will use this as a go-to tool, it won't be there because, oh, that's too complicated. Mm -hmm. It's got to mm -hmm. be simple. It's got to be quick. It's got to be consistent. It's got to be kind of like a, 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 a template right. that people can fill in some information that will then provide their boss a, a sampling of what's important in the organization for you. And what this looks like, it's a one-page dashboard it has a few key elements on it. And again, what we're trying to do is not give the boss every aspect, kind of like the guy climbing the hill. You, right. you know, right. you don't necessarily want to say I'm taking the hill, but you certainly don't want to say 
here are the 20 questions I have on what size is the hill? Do I go left or right? Do right. I start today or tomorrow? Do I run fast or slow? What kind of shoes do I wear? Your, your boss is going to check out and mm-hmm. you will have lost him or her. Okay. Yep. Yep. But yep. you just can't say, Hey, I'm climbing the hill. That's not enough either. So you got to find this balance point right. and this one page dashboard uh, landscape orientation on eight and a half by 11, one-sided big font, they can read it. They don't have to squint. And a lot of people don't think about those basic things. Yeah, you're so because right. Because you know, and I know, you get something to, to look at or read and it's microscopic. Or, or if you look at a PowerPoint and it has a thousand words on it, you're right. checking out. Yes. Yeah, some 300, some 300 word email or to your point, a PowerPoint slide with, you know, two dozen bullet points on it or something. Yeah, yeah. the likelihood I'm going to actually... Uh, absorb that information? Not likely. And you have to assume that your boss isn't going to have more than maybe two minutes to take a look at this, right? So A, if you structure it as such, chances are they're going to look at it because they know the time commitment won't be huge, Mm -hmm. right? So they're going to be more apt to look at it. Also, you're not writing a novel. Think of this as a cliff notes version of, of you and your team, Uh, and how you message this is important. So on this one page dashboard, and when we get done, Michael, what I'm going to do is I, I know as we talk through this, it may be hard for people to put this vision in their head. So what I'm going to do is I have an example of a a dashboard. It's, it's a generic example of what we're going to walk through briefly. I will make that available to your audience and I'm happy to share that. Happy to answer any questions awesome. uh, from anyone on that. And um, we can talk about where they can find that here at the end of the episode. Yep. But as we do this, so let's talk about some of the, some of the core components of this one page dashboard. There's going to, there's going, going to be three core components in my mind. First, there's going to be a key metric section, mm-hmm. right? If you're in an organization of, of any typical norm in the world today, your organization is driven by probably more metrics than you even want to think about. Right. right? It's too many death by, we've all heard it death by a thousand metrics. uh, And some companies are great at at measuring a hundred things and doing like none of them. Right. Right. It's it's, so you're not going to go through death by a hundred metrics here. What you're going to do is you're going to put your top three metrics. You're going to put your top three metrics on this dashboard And these metrics are going to be the important metrics that you and your boss have decided on. It could be, it could be in my world, I'm in aerospace. It could be on time delivery. Mm -hmm. It could be in your world, Michael, it could be, you know, different projects that are ongoing and the status of these projects and Mm -hmm. and on time or however you want to communicate that it could be sales. If Mm -hmm. you're a sales professional, right? I mean, are we on track or not? So it's, it's a measurable metric, your top three metrics that you want to talk about to show what your plan is, where are you actually at and what the variance ahead or behind the plan is. Mm -hmm. And then off to the right, you're going to have three sections for three metrics off to the right. You're going to have three bullets and these bullets will look like this. One bullet will describe a color comment, a, some color commentary, one line, right. one bullet, not a ton of words, very crisp and succinct uh, uh, as to what the specific driver 
of the variance is. So if it's sales and I'm supposed to be at $100 and I'm at $90, what is the driver of that $10 variance? And I'm not talking about the 20 questions to climb the hill here. I'm talking about a very crisp driver. Don't give tons of detail here because it's not going to get read. And intentionally, you want this to create potential questions that right. will encourage your boss to say, you know what? I'm not interested in this. I'm not interested in this. Wow. I'm interested in that. Let me go ask Johnny a couple of follow on clarifying questions and that will build on the relationship. Right? So mm-hmm. second, the second bullet for that metric, you want to talk about the why, and this is one line, yeah. this is one line. And you're going to talk about, a condition potentially that caused this variance. Mm -hmm. So first bullet is this is what happened. The second bullet is this is why that happened. And I'm not talking about a deep forensic analysis here. I'm talking about a brief comment as to why. And then the third line is to talk about a very discreet one action that you're doing or in the process of doing or contemplating doing to get that back to where it needs to be. And if you, and if you're doing great, if you're at $110 and you're should be at a hundred, you may not Mm -hmm. need to put an action in there. You could put something you're doing to get it even better. So three bullets for each key metric, you're going to have three metrics. What happened? Why did that happen or the condition? And what is the one small thing that you're doing to uh, get it back on track or to further improve it? Now think about this in the, in the mind of your boss, they get, they get this sheet and it has three things and they go, okay, doing well, not doing so well, doing well. Oh, what happened here? Oh, here's what happened. Here's why it happened. And here's what he's doing. Oh, okay. I'm feeling pretty good about Johnny. I'm feeling pretty good that even though it's not on track, Johnny has a, he knows that there's a problem. B, he is being transparent with me, highlighting the problem. C, he recognizes what happened and is doing, taking a small action to make it better. Now I feel pretty confident that Johnny is on the right path here. Right. 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 And, and also I can almost promise you this. If you do this, you will likely be the only one in your organization. That's right. Doing it. That's right. Think about, think about how that brings you to the front of the line. When discussions happen about people and leaders that are engaged, people that are transparent, people that are willing to share and articulate performance, you are going to be in a league of your own. So that's yes, totally that's agree. the first element. Any thoughts there? I'll stop right there on that first element uh, before we get to the next two. Any thoughts on that one, Michael? Well, no, I mean, I totally agree with that. And, and you know, I'll say that you and I are both here in this one pager. We're emphasizing kind of, you know, keep it simple, keep it short, keep it concise. And I'm sure that my listeners are thinking, well, wait a minute, though. What if I've got this, you know, this big elaborate issue to discuss or big decision to be made and, and things like that. But what you want to recognize is you're not going to carry on that big discussion or make that big decision via this one pager, but this one page communication mechanism is going to be used to start that conversation and start it in a way that it's very focused, right? Hopefully uh, you have a uh, uh, one-on-one meeting with your 
you know, with your boss. And if you do, fabulous. But you don't want to go into that one-on-one meeting with your boss and just have no agenda whatsoever, just kind of anywhere on the map will go. Well, no, but if you've presented this this one-page report beforehand, you, it, what I like to do is actually use bold letters or red letters or something like that and say, hey, when we get together tomorrow, we're going to talk about these two things that are on my you know, on my status report. And so don't try to use this as that tool for having that big elaborate conversation, but use it as the tool to kind of tee that conversation up. What do you think? I I think that's exactly right. This isn't to solve world hunger here, Mm -hmm. right? There are different, different mechanisms for which to share more detail. And those come in staff meetings. Those come in other project meetings. Those come in, and uh, other other forums. Yeah. And to think you have to pull the onion completely apart here, uh, every layer back, A, no one's going to read that. Yeah. That's that that 3,000 word email that right. you, you open it up, you look at it, you go, oh my gosh, close it and move on with life. So you have to recognize the time and place for everything kind yeah. of thought process here. And right. what we're doing here, what we're working to accomplish here is to have a consistent mechanism to manage up in the organization to make sure our boss recognizes where we're at, what we're up to, that we understand it, mm-hmm. that we're doing things about it. And it's a confidence builder. That's a confidence builder to your boss that you are on top of your business. And it, it serves an informational purpose. It serves a, a confidence purpose. It right. serves a relationship purpose. And really what it does is if they do nothing more than you get them, again, here's the magic word, trained to expect this from you on a weekly basis on Thursday at 1 p.m. every week. They expect this. They get conditioned that this is going to pop up in their email. Then chances are they may not even read it, but it still serves the value that I feel really good about what Johnny's doing. And I'm going to go spend time with the other six leaders that never tell me anything. I'm not going to go talk with Johnny because Johnny's on top of it. He's got it together. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So let, let's move to the to the next component here, yep, which sure. is yep. we talked about. Let's talk about the top three metrics to make sure there's alignment and your boss is aware that you're aware of what the performance looks like and what you're doing. Next, let's have a, an area on here right beneath that that we can highlight some issues or concerns that are going on in the business. Right. Mm-hmm, so. Mm-hmm. Um, this is kind of free flow. You can put whatever you want in here. So you list some sort of issue or concern that you have that you want to bring to your boss's attention. If, if you, I wouldn't put more than three, cause again, they're not going to read it. Right. And all you want to do is tickle, tickle the fancy mm-hmm. with your boss to say, Hey, here are some things that are going on. You know what? You told me two weeks ago that it was important that we started to look at and think about, fixing attendance. Yeah. And, and it was a, it was a, it was a comment that was made in passing. How many other leaders are going to follow up with, with him or her and say, you know what? I remember what you said and I'm taking it seriously. Here is a mechanism, a placeholder that you can put and say, Hey, 
you provided some feedback on attendance. I'm working on a new attendance process or a policy for my group. And that resonates with him or her, your boss to say, Oh, he, he really pays attention. Johnny, Johnny pays attention. And then next to that, so you have these potential three issues, no more than three. It can be less than three, but no more than three or concerns, things you just want to highlight. Here's what's going on in my team. Here's what's something, something that we're working on. And then if you need any help from your boss, if yeah. there's anything that you're saying, you know what, I could use this. I, I'm thinking about this, but I need your help on this. You can list that. And there's a little section on this kind of template to put help needed and, right. and be very specific. You know, I could use your help with, X. I need, uh, I need you to talk to Susie to help with this. Right. Um, first of all, they're going to get conditioned and trained your boss to say, Oh, I I feel like I'm needed around here. I feel important. I feel like I have to add value back to him, back to Johnny. And, and this is, this is a mechanism by which you can solicit and they can have a, a, a reason to engage back with you, ask clarifying questions, and again, build on this relationship. Yeah. Any, anything there, Michael? No, that's, that's big. And again, you know, this, this regular communication of this sort to your boss, it's building a relationship. It's also building trust. Like you, you know, you highlighted, it's building trust that your boss is going to certainly begin to feel like, yeah, he's got it covered. He's got his act together. He's got it covered. And you know, the sections of this template that he's going to receive though, you know, over time, as you say, there's probably going to be sections of this template that he just kind of skims over. He may not even pay that much attention to doesn't mean you don't need to keep doing it. You still need to keep doing it because you're going to maintain that level of trust that you've built. But then there's sections that you can guarantee your boss is going to pay attention to in this help needed section is certainly one of those. You know, if you, if you take the time to put in this one page report to your boss that you need his help, you need him to make a decision or to approve this or approve that he's certainly going to see, you know, if there's nothing else on this that he pays attention to, he's going to pay attention to what help do you need from him? So to me, that's a, that's a critical uh, section there. Uh, that you can bet your boss is going to pay attention to there. Yeah. And especially I, I subscribe to the notion that this is something as a, as a leader, especially a rookie leader should be doing on a regular basis. But I especially recommend this. If you are new to an organization, if you are new, uh, a new leader, let's say you were um, an hourly employee or an individual contributor of some sort, and you are now promoted into or have been selected to be a supervisor or or a manager and and you're trying to do that initial established, establish that initial confidence, that initial trust that you mentioned, right? You, this is a tool and a mechanism that can begin to build that, build that uh, trust with your boss and build, build the expectation uh, that they can really count on you for follow up, follow through, meeting commitments, achieving goals, and it goes so far beyond this template. This is a prop. This yeah. is a prop that you use to to build build the type of relationship and confidence level with your boss here. So yep. uh, I think that's excellent excellent points. And and then lastly, and this is something that's important. Uh, in, in always, 
all the time that leaders should be thinking about is yep. there's a section, the final of the three sections here is what I refer to as people and team recognition. So very key, mm-hmm. your boss, your boss, and I know my, me in this situation and you, Michael, as a leader, uh, I love, and your boss will love to have hip pocket information Yes, that they are meandering about their day and they're getting questions from their boss and they are talking to their peers across the organization. And when they have an opportunity, because bosses are people, they want to, they want to talk about what's going well in their organization. And when they can pull something out, Uh, that you've provided and say, let me tell you what's going on with this metric. Let me tell you about uh, Susie who did this phenomenal thing and had this impact in the organization. They want to brag on you. They want to, to do that. And also if they get questioned by their boss about something that's not going well, and you have this mechanism to share what's going on, they can provide maybe a little quick snippet and an update as to progress on something. Yes. So yep. don't, don't underestimate the value this tool and prop will have with your boss as they kind of look forward and say, how do I leverage this information with people that I communicate with as a boss? So yeah. to this people and team, every boss loves to hear about great things going on with people in their organization. So this is a, a, a mechanism and a, and a section that you can, you can highlight team accomplishments, highlight individual accomplishments on the team. And it simply has a place to put a person's name. It has a place to put the person's team they're assigned to, or the team that you're recognizing. Right. And then the, the magic here is the, the part to the right that you will see on the example is what is the specific result or behavior that you're recognizing? So yeah. what did Susie do? What did Bobby do? What did the, the, the engineering team do that, that was of an excellent result or a phenomenal behavior? And you want to brag on your people and recognize what they do. That's why people come to work. They yes. want to be part of a winning team. And they've yeah. got to be able as a, you've got to be able as a leader to be able to recognize those accomplishments and share that broadly. And I would, I would say, make sure you're being specific on how you do that on this process, on this tool with your boss. Yeah. What do you think? Michael? No, I love that. And, and, and I can't emphasize enough the need to, to really, uh, you know, take part in this last section that is the, the, the people and team recognition Unfortunately, I think too many leaders kind of overlook this aspect. Uh, and, I, and I love the fact, though, that it's a, it's a big part of your template here of communication. Uh, but, you know, I just want to emphasize just because it, because it feels like that touchy-feely stuff. It feels like that emotional stuff and all that. But to your point, it's what people live on, man. When, when, when their boss, two layers up, says, hey, I know what you did last week. Man, that makes the world a difference to them. And as a as a boss myself, a lot of times what I'll have to do is uh, because I want to always have a practice of recognizing and appreciating team members. But I've got enough team members that I don't always know what they're doing, and so I need people, you know, that that report to me. I need them to tell me, hey, you know, so and so 
you know, pulled off some heroics last week. Well, I didn't necessarily know that. I didn't see that. But now that I know that, you can bet I'm going to say something to that person. I'm going to write them a card or send them an email or, or stop by and say that. And so you're equipping your boss to do that, right? They don't see all the things that you and your team members are doing. But when you communicate that here in this mechanism, then it enables your boss. Sometimes it's just as simple as, you know, he passes that person in the hallway Hey, I heard about, you know, you were here over the weekend to pull off some heroics for this project. Really, I really appreciate that. Or sometimes it's as big a deal as they're standing in front of an all hands meeting and they make a comment related to something that you put in this update report to your boss. And it does two things. It enables your boss to, you know, adequately and appropriately recognize members of the team for their great work. Secondly, it energizes your team members when, you know, a boss two or three layers away recognizes their contribution and how good the job they're doing and, and, and actually takes the effort to, to mention that if you don't do this and your boss isn't intentional to ask for that kind of feedback, it'll never happen. But uh, even if you have a boss who doesn't necessarily intentionally do it, if you proactively give them this information, then they're much more likely to express appreciation and recognize those individual team members, or maybe it's a group of team uh, of the team uh, for their contribution. This is invaluable. Do not skip this part of the update. I totally agree. Totally agree. And people love to get bragged on and, what do you think is going to happen with you as a leader when you start providing your boss with this weekly update? They're yeah. going to brag on you. Right. Yes. And in a very competitive world today where uh, the economy is doing well as we record this and uh, people have options, it, it is it is so valuable mm-hmm. to stand out, to stand out in a crowd of a, a very crowded room of leaders who who will not do what I am suggesting you do with this weekly yeah, communication. Yeah. They just won't they just won't a think of it, b put enough energy into it to actually say, okay, no, I don't know how to do it. Well, yeah. he, this is the, what we're talking about, and the example we'll share is the way to go do it a way it's not the only way but it's a way absent of some other process and you just want to get started if nothing else take the action do something this coming week this next week to start this process you don't have to to think about how you're going to do it we are giving you i'm giving you the template to do it all i ask is that you be intentional you take action Mm-hmm. And you begin this process of connecting the dots and managing up and managing and training your boss to expect this type of information from you. And the, and the value and benefit will be very apparent very quickly when you start doing this. Yeah, such good stuff there, Stephen. And, and you're right. I mean, a, a leader is going to greatly differentiate themselves from the the other leaders uh in the group if they will just take this simple action and here's the thing 
it is just a simple action. I know here we, we've been talking about it throughout this podcast and it maybe it, it sounds or feels a little overwhelming, uh, but especially with this little template that you have and that you're going to share with the audience, it's really simple. It's, you know, it's not going to be something that's an all day task for you to then send off to your leader. No, you're going to be able to do this in a matter of minutes. And Stephen is sharing with you a very clear and concise and easy to use template such that you can generate this information for your boss very, very quickly. And again, if you do it, and if you do it on a consistent basis, it will greatly differentiate you as a leader among all the other leaders reporting to your boss. So here's what I want you to do now, Stephen. I want you to kind of share with the audience uh, what you're doing in the aerospace world and in developing leaders there, but specifically, how can the listeners get a hold of this template that you're making available to them? Absolutely. And I'm, I'm so thrilled that you invited me on. This is a topic that's near and dear to my heart. I, I just love this discussion and I encourage everyone go download this template. I have created on my website, a, a, a specific page for Michael's audience for the rookie leader podcast audience out there. So if you go to aerospace leader dot com forward slash credible leaders. You can directly download the the example that we've been talking through in this episode. I'd be honored to provide that to you. And I will have my contact information on that page as well. And I would encourage you if you have any questions at all about about anything we've talked about in this episode, the template, the uh, the contents, the elements of the template, ways to to use it, uh, different ideas that you have or thoughts that you have, you can certainly reach out to me. Uh, my my email is Stephen at aerospaceleader.com. It'll also be on on the page of aerospaceleader.com forward slash credible leaders. And we will absolutely get back to you and provide you any help and assistance that we can. Now, secondly, I have a couple podcasts. Well, Michael and I have a podcast, a leaderpreneur show. That's and right. We do that every week. And I encourage you to, to go to uh, leaderpreneurshow.com and check that out. You can, if you like this episode, you'll like the, the way that Michael and I each week banter about a different leadership topic. And we also go behind the scenes on some of the things we're doing to grow our online business uh, so you might, you might resonate and connect well with that content as well. Mm-hmm. Secondly, I have a, a podcast called aerospace leadership in life, and you can get that at aerospacepodcast.com. Once again, aerospacepodcast.com. I uh, just invite you to check that out. If you like leadership, it not, even though it says aerospace, it um, it's broadly uh, valuable, I would say, to right. leaders of all types. Uh, we do touch on aerospace things, but but it's done within a leadership construct and framework that can be helpful to anyone just looking to learn more about leadership or to grow in their current leadership role. So, Michael, I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to to provide those resources and um, promote my podcast. And I just really enjoyed being part of uh, your show today. Well, no, Stephen, thank you so much. I mean, I, I knew bringing you onto the show would, would drop tremendous value onto the audience. So just thank you so much for, for sharing that. You know, it's, a, it's an honor for me to have you on 
the show. It's certainly an honor for me to call you your friend as well. And uh, and I just, you know, as you've said uh, a number of times, I just enjoy getting together and just talking and nerding out on the topic of leadership. And, and yeah, you're in the aerospace business, but I'll just highlight what you said to the audience as well. Uh, the leadership, uh, you know, tactics and wisdom and tricks and all that that you're sharing, it's not just aerospace specific. And so, uh, you know, if I, if I have listeners that are in the aerospace business and you're listening to rookie leaders, but you're not listening to the aerospace podcast, what is wrong with you? You got to get over and listen to Steven and his content because, uh, it is, it's invaluable for you. So definitely do that. But even if you're not in the aerospace business, I assure you, uh, you're going to learn from the wisdom, uh, and experience in leadership that Steven has. So be sure you go do that. I learn every single week when we get together, I learn something new. I take copious notes and, and I go into the office and I do the exact things that Stephen has told me to do. So you guys need to be the exact same way. So Stephen, thanks so much for sharing all that value uh, with my audience. You know, I'll just say this. We've spent some time with you here on this podcast and we're better for doing it. So thank you so much for sharing that with us. And you know, I'm going to close out with just wishing you to be blessed and lead well. Okay, there you have it. My interview with Stephen Faust. I told you you would enjoy uh, that interview. I certainly hope you had a, a notepad and a pen there that you could take some notes uh, regarding uh, the the content that that Stephen shared with you and how to influence, how to lead upward in your organization, more specifically in how to communicate upward in your organization, communicate to your boss. Stephen offered a, a free resource there for you. You can find that at aerospaceleader.com, aerospaceleader.com forward slash credible leaders, credible leaders, aerospaceleader.com forward slash, forward, forward slash, I always say forward space, aerospaceleader.com forward slash credible leaders. And you'll find that that's a phenomenal template that he's making available for you. I highly encourage you to, um, to go and get that. And you'll also find a link to that uh, resource at, uh, at rookieleaders.com as well in the show notes for today's episode. You can certainly find that. So, so thanks again so much for tuning in to today's podcast. Again, it was just uh, great to be able to share, uh, you know, with Stephen Faust and, and share his leadership expertise with you all. It, I'm just honored to have him on the show. Uh, and so, Stephen, I know you're listening, so thanks so much for being a part of the show today. Uh, let me also, again, reiterate some housekeeping items. Be sure you share the podcast with others. Be sure you rate and review the podcast. And don't forget to subscribe so that you ensure that you never miss an episode. Now, before we close out, let me also uh, describe for you and tell you a little bit about a, the community that I'm building for the purpose of support of all the content that you're learning regarding leadership. Building a community over at community.credibleleaders.com. Community.credibleleaders.com. And you'll find a link to that in the show notes as well. But I encourage you to head over to that community and join in the conversation about today's content, leading up, communicating up. Join in the conversation there inside the community where we can continue the conversation on this topic and many, many other topics. In that community, you're going to find the safe place to ask questions. You're going to find the support from people that have experience and leadership. You're going to, you're going to find encouragement from those that have been where you are. 
And so I encourage you to join us at the community, inside the community. Again, you can find us there at community.credibleleaders.com. I hope you'll head over there today, join the community and continue the conversation there. And in fact, you'll find Stephen Faust there in the community. If you have questions for him about today's content, you can message him directly there in the community. So again, community.credibleleaders.com. We hope to see you there. Until we speak again, be blessed and lead well. episode of the Rookie Leaders Podcast has ended, but never fear. You can find other binge-worthy podcast episodes at rookieleaders.com. If you liked this episode, please rate and write a review in iTunes. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast. And remember to share this episode with your friends and colleagues looking for leadership lessons of their own. We appreciate your support. For more great leadership content, head over to credibleleaders.com.